0: Guys, it is Sergi and it is Gen Z Gap. Let's get into it. Honestly, there has been so much to cover this week, and between real news, entertainment, even just rewatching shows. Because that's what I still do a lot of. And I do have a very special guest coming on probably soon. Laura If You should follow her. She's an amazing, amazing comedian. Especially, she tells a lot of great life stories. Her... grandfather was just fantastic. She talks about her family's history with World War II. If you want to follow along for a lot of the historian pieces, she is one of the best resources for that. Uh, When you couldn't get it in school, obviously, in the same way. And just learning just every side. There's also a very good resource with Lily Ebert as well and so much more. But if you've ever been curious about more stories, that's a person to go to. As well as she is an adoptee and donor-conceived, she's a donor-conceived person who is very much onto advocation of just reformation on both laws. They have become great allies for each other and great support for each other, like I've mentioned in the past. So I'm very excited to have her on Her and her husband are hilarious, Dave Colombo, if you want to follow him as well. And they've got the cutest dog ever, besides my own. But, yeah, so she's hopefully going to be on soon. And we will just get into it from here. Right now, who are standing up for this week's Monday Mood is Yegana or Yeganay. I'm so sorry if I mispronounced your name. I... Literally, have been looking all week at pronunciations off of YouTube, etc. I've looked through your videos, but she, anyways, phenomenal. When I talk about Iran going on all the issues, and Melina Modazan is amazing as well. She's an actress, and advocate, and she's someone that I highly recommend to follow as well. She's more on Instagram, but they are great resources for for everything that's going on with. Iran, especially with, especially with Masha Amini's current, the plausible issue that just is disgusting, but remember her name, Masha Amini, talk about her, learn about her. We need to do better and understand, and that is the best way that I can do by sharing these content creators their country for their people. Yaniga is on TikTok. I hope I pronounced her name right, but she has been doing a lot of coverage. I've been following her since about probably January when she did a presentation on why she should get hired by Trevor Noah to be one of her correspondents there because she is an Iranian Christian. Now, she's raised more in mixed faith from what I've come across because she talks a lot about being that raised in that life, but she tends to follow more Christianity, and that's where she bases a lot of her content around. That being said, she has been talking non stop since the news broke out last week and has been explaining the whole situation with the hair cutting, the symbolism, etc. and it's more than just people are just not it's not just cutting to cut or it's not just in response to someone getting killed it's more just getting back control. The control of their lives. Since 1979, they've been put under a microscope and just not getting their voices heard. There is so much to be discussed about this. This is not an isolated incident, and they're very much at the point where enough is enough. I just wanted to talk a little bit about this on the platform as I do, and I would say with most things is that I have some knowledge. And again, if you have no idea what's going on, please follow some of these creators that I list below because they can do way better justice than I can. So there it is. I will say that the hijab is actually a huge thing in Islamic faith. It's a hair covering. It's about respect. It's a symbolization. And it was never meant to be in a government form. Here's the thing. What a lot of governments can't seem to do is separate church and state. And that's something that we even witness in our own country. And I'm not trying to get too much into the nitty gritties. But if that is this if this is the first time you're hearing, which I would be surprised this would be the first time you're hearing at this point, and Gen Z for Change is another great resource to listen to others about what the situation is going on. But this is more just about controlling the people of Iran and not separating church and state and so much more. Women can't even get like a college degree and it's still so much more. I'm Talking more on the women's side, on the feminism side, but it is way more, it goes way deeper than just that. As well as there is things going on in Armenia, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico is not having their power going on as well as similar situation with you know the internet being cut off in Iran. If you want to follow more creators, follow please Melina, Hazen, and so many more. Those are the two that I follow the most and that I've seen the most, but there are, trust me, they have way more resources. And just remember to please continue to educate and follow along with this story and keep talking about it. And as I segue in, I want to talk about the criticism with, hey, Bailey, sorry. Hallie Bailey is currently uh, the new face of Ariel. And let me tell you that I, in the beginning, would say, as someone who kind of hears the things going around just in general, Once you kind of think about it, it's no longer an animated movie and it can be adapted in any way. Plus, I thought the beginning one was sexist anyway, so the more time that you think about it, the less it is about sticking to the story. The story in itself by Hans Christensen is actually really depressing and she gives up herself for a man and essentially dies from it all. So it's not like... It's not like there's a lot of things great about the original story. And the fact of the matter is they've never specified and there's just so much to go into. But yes, red hair comes from not just just, uh, the Nordic people or the Celtic people. It also comes from North Africans. They all go over the place and pretty much it's still rare in all these cases, but the fact of the matter is there was someone so stupid so freaking stupid to make a argument that that <laughs> that I'm a dying brain that, 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 that this was the only sense of representation for me also the fact that they're making her have a little more of a stronger voice I am just so proud. For Halle Bailey because I've watched her acting and singing and she's just fantastic and I think that she is really going to help be a catalyst for all of the new generation of girls of POC there's just so much good that goes on with it not to say that there won't be critics out there that will comment on other things and people have been saying mostly Millennials issues they're having, but at this point, we live in the 21st century. This is 2022. It's about damn time. Cinderella, we keep throwing out, is the only really live action that we've seen that had Brandy Norwood in it, and then it's just like all those are the life size, etc. There hasn't been a lot of that representation, and it is needed, so there's my take on it all and I just think she'll she'll do phenomenal and I love not the people doing critical reactions towards it not the people being disgusting and making fun of kids reacting to it I probably will like this version better than the original cuz let's face it the original one has so many problems and that's nothing against Jody Bennett And that's nothing against all the original voice actors in the real movie. It's just that that's how it is. And I say this when I watch any sort of media from my childhood. Older Gen Z's we were in the middle of all that we don't remember the reality shows really. We watched reruns. We don't remember a lot of the gross toxicity of the early 2000s but we still had it ingrained in us but not in the same way like toxic diet culture we don't really care about Maroon 5 like the last time they were good was payphone but we still can see how gross and perverted Adam Levine is I wanted to give him more of the benefit of the doubt with the whole thing about Christina Grimy, like he really cared about her but that being said, that was separate. But from everything else that keeps coming out, I'm in no way surprised. He's a fucking douchebag in the, his like disgusting mediocre ass apology. Also, Justin Timberlake was under fire in a similar thing. For some reason, I believe Justin a little bit more. But all the victims here are the family, not sooner. Sooner, look. At one point, I was like, okay, I could see where, you know, he could abuse his power. He could be a piece of shit, all that stuff. But the problem with her is the more that I listen to her story, she doesn't take accountability. The more that people come out of the woodwork, they've said so many things that— are good to explain she is so fame hungry and the way that she just has zero remorse for what she did some of the other women coming forward at least have remorse and i'm also saying i kind of agree with the emily rojkowski moment of of that for the gross things men do yes I totally agree we should not keep blaming women not pitting women against each other but in this case it's kind of like shit like where do we actually go here because on the one hand very excellent points but on the other hand in this exact case it's very hard to do all that and at the same time I probably will just wait for psychologists to weigh in on the whole thing And even then, you don't know, you'll get some responses being super Andrew Tate disgusting. And then you'll get just others that really have no idea what's going on. So it's just really hard to say. It's like you want to believe in the fact of like, yeah, the power struggle and he's disgusting being 20 plus years older. But at the same time, there's just so much that goes along with it, but people have at least been exposing that this is not his first time at behavior. He's always been disgusting, which we shouldn't expect anything less from him. But the fact is Google is free. And I know that what I'm going to be talking about is not that different than everyone else on TMZ, entertainment news, or any celebrity gossip page for res hilton i just wanted to state the facts that i know i've actually blocked her because she just keeps coming up and it's like i don't want to she's becoming like the kardashians i don't want to see any more of them than i have to i'd rather see the people's opinions or takes on things now moving back onto to where i was talking about the things with you know childhood shows and movies And I talk about this a lot. Also, just some tweet made me mad. And just I want to talk about in general, like the influencer culture or the barstool culture that just has been really weighing on me lately. And I used to kind of know some of these types of people or know of or, you know, see enough. And I'm not going to give names. I'm not a name dropper. I don't want to really be a name dropper. Again, when I see these people tweet out, names etc it's like they think that they're so much better and the funny thing is a lot of these people that i used to know uh claim that they were nothing like these other people but they are but some dude had the audacity the audacity to talk about how gabby Hanna and trisha paytas should have a podcast and some girl at least shut him up by sharing it that They had one and it was already a fucking disaster. I'm sorry, but that toxicity, etc. And don't get me started on the BFF podcast. I saw something, and yes, I am going to list a name, but he deserves his name to be shared because here's the thing he is hanging out with these. Influencers that are barely 20 and they at least call him the fuck out after his own issues that he's faced or criticisms. But we put him on a fucking pedestal because he's a barstool bro. Dave Portnoy. Dave Portnoy had the audacity to tell his guests last week that um, her age gap with her significant other Was mad, like disgusting. And the thing is, yeah, they're nine and a half years apart. Not everyone's gonna agree with that. I do not personally in the situation. But the fact of the matter is, Dave's had so much issues come against him and he's doing all hush-hush with his lawyers. Not to mention on later in that podcast, they mentioned the whole Taylor Holder situation and I used to believe he was open and honest about his ADHD and anxiety. However, he's a shitty-ass person no surprise who's following in the whole Andrew Tate vibes. How he's sending out non-disclosures and he's trying to make people go hush-hush about the whole situation, but I love again the people that are speaking out and speaking over and speaking up about what has happened. Who don't get it, or a cease and desist. And if and I doubt I'll listen to this or whatever or any, but if it, it doesn't matter because these people are hypocrites in the amount of money, and it just shows again power struggle. But it should not be these mediocre. People who had a decent career, especially the ones in their forties, asking you know eighteen to thirty year old girls what like the relationship looks like. Just saying. And I think I just got really heated over it this week because I kept seeing more and more and more. And I think that Adam Levine obviously intensified it. Now, going back to I've been rewatching Hannah Montana, funny thing is all of them are on social media for the most part. We don't really want to get into all the nitty gritty behind the scenes stuff private life stuff for certain family members but I will just say this the side characters can we just talk about one thing Rico needed a little bit more redemption and here's why they start the way that they write him in the beginning when Moises Arias is Literally, like a twelve-year-old to an eleven. Well, they make him extra pervy and creepy, and people would say that's just how he is, and he's a Latino macho, you know, cultural thing. And I just think that that also kind of touches on some of the things that influencer parents do to their kids. They make them go bigger, but it also, in the sense of Latino Hispanic Heritage Month. It's that toxic machismo culture. Now, granted, Rico is short and he's probably insecure, like they've played up on. But the problem is, they've just rewatching, like parts of him were really funny. But in all honesty, when I rewatch it and rethink through everything, and it's kind of like most of those childhood shows, obviously, that you you know, grew up and didn't realize how fucked up some moments were. I just want to emphasize that situation because it's so important because I think that it just kind of shows, obviously some TV shows now are too kid down, dumb down, not enough like witty humor in it. And that's bad too. There just needs to be more of a middle ground. Also, the fact that they had, again, not just the machismo culture, but just the fact that they had a lot of sexist moments, a lot of fatphobic moments, and now people can say that was the times of the early 2000s and we're moving kind of backwards in that sense, too. But I was re-watching season one and we two and we all know that that was when our favorite people were around, like, especially some of our favorite recurring characters, like uh, Mr. Corelli, Amber and Ashley, even though everyone hates them, still deep down. But Anna Marie Perez The Tangle is actually on TikTok and she is so sweet and like has a normal life uh with her family etc I don't want to say too much just for privacy reasons and I mean Miley's killing it in the vocal industry as well as you know Mitchell Musso I found him he's still doing things I mean, he was the voice of Jeremy on Phineas and Ferb, Jason Earls, all of those. Like, I kind of found them a little bit during quarantine, and then I don't know what happened where they didn't really show up for a while. And then, ironically, I swear that, like, the universe knew I was watching them the other day because Cody Lindley had an old, like, like post from one of the, like, self-care things, and it was really funny because it was like, here's the thing. I found Mitchell Musso the other day. I wanted to tell him there was so much potential, which I did, uh, for the cheese jerky pizza in after I just watched that episode. Cheese jerky pizza in the finale, if you remember correctly, which I know it's super weird. But Tan and Socks is also on TikTok. So anyway, they're all on social media, very similar to Wizards of Place. But the scene that stood out for me, which I'm just going to, touch on quickly, was the season one scene with Mr. Crowley when he wouldn't let Miley have a a candy bar or protein bar for breakfast and whatever, and he said, you guys gotta stop sneaking food into class. I'm already wearing my fat pants. Like, some of he, the way that they deliver that scene and those comedic moments are always good, but just the way that they kind of play up this, or you know, the hair and etc. It's just very much whatever. It just it rubs me the wrong way as an adult, and maybe I'm just being you know too sensitive of a Gen Z person, but that's just kind of where I've noticed certain aspects of it. And just how different things and how sometimes it's changed, luckily, for the better. But, yeah, I just uh, wanted to touch on that moment. But it is really funny to think about how they have so many, like, inside references to, like, TMZ, E! News, etc., without really saying it it's kind of like they live in their own little world and everything's a play on a play but i was re-watching the bye-bye ball episode and i really didn't get when i first started it and even it took me till like i was yeah i was 22 when i rewatched it the first time where i finally got that justin timberlake mask joke like, would make them better, because, again, I didn't really know what Sync was. Like, I knew that they were a band in the early 2000s. I knew that they had voiceover in Kim Possible for the Hay Boys, but I really didn't know too much more. And then, you know, you go down that rabbit hole with the Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, all those fun things. And then you re-listen to all these old stuff, and that's kind of how you get reacquainted with it. And that's where I would say, you know, where my millennial cousins quiz me on how much I know. And I think I know things. And then they're like, you just know the good hit songs. Or how much did you get off of TikTok for that? So it's just a lot to digest. is kind of how I would go about it, especially in these situations. But it's also really cool, again, to see some of these actors all over the place now and how interesting it is to see a lot of them have gone on to be creators or even left the business like I said Jennifer Stone's doing both where she leaves the business and now she's also being a nurse but she's not leaving the business if that makes sense she's doing I I literally just repeated myself but she's doing it both Bill Cott, who's on TikTok, he's still acting, but he also teaches. Similar to, yeah, Jake Ryan, who was on Anna, which is funny because, again, who was the other thing that I remember Cody Lindley from? And then there's so much more suddenly, but you see him also teaching, like, Cheryl Texera. Like, there's a lot of them teaching, and and it's good. It's just funny because I'm like, oh, okay, suddenly all of these people – that you grew up with you now if you're a content creator or actor you now come across them and you can make that connection and it's really really cool but at the same time you're also like going through to make sure because not everybody has a check mark and that's okay it doesn't take away their validity or whatever it's just that you have to make sure that it's not some creep behind the camera or some really crazy fans like you have to make sure that you tag the right person which then that means you have to go down a rabbit hole too and that's just not always the best and i think i'm talking way too much about the culture that i grew up in but it's just like how the tech gods are so, yeah, if any of you guys are listening to it, this is how my ADHD brain works and that's why I reposted it. if oddly enough Cody Lindley listens to this. The only reason that I reposted your thing from like 2020 or whatever, maybe even before that, was cuz it came up on my for you page or discovery page of Instagram. I am an insomniac ADHD person and then there was more things I could follow along like It led me down that rabbit hole at night where I could post more of the things of how an ADHD brain works because I have family that follows me and I still don't think that they get it all the time. And I really have asked them please not to follow me on every little thing. I love them dearly, but yeah, it's just more at this point, I feel like I might leave them more confused about what I or how my brain actually works. So yeah, even though there's nothing wrong, it's superpower, as a lot of people like to joke about. So there there we are. But yeah, so it just kind of led me down that. And then all of a sudden I just was like, oh, I should repost all like the funniest moments from at least one season one and two, because I do a lot of that on of childhood shows, especially for my Gen Z Gab, on TikTok and Instagram which you can go and follow as I wrap this up. And there's just so many iconic moments. But also as an adult, you realize how much Jackson is accurate. I mean, he's still kind of dumb, but not dumb in the same way Max Russo is dumb, if you catch my drift. But he makes good points. And so does all like there just was so much potential for a spinoff. That's all I'm gonna say. If anyone's listening, that mattered. That's just my. I said what I said, and as I close this very random podcast this week, I'd like you to share your thoughts on what shows you've noticed differently as an adult rewatching. How like. Has not been kind of like listening to, you know, where people are now instead of like the creepy tabloid thing about where are they now, where you can actually just though now see where they are? And the reason that I'm saying all of this and I'm kind of paralleling, but the thing is that the last time that I saw a lot of these people resurface was in 2020, and especially I don't know why this scene always sticks out to me, but. Trump, you're fired is forever the most iconic line by a major recurring character. That's all I was saying. And obviously so many people like me reposted that scene when it happened. And the only reason I'm reminding is because sometimes I know that it feels like lockdown happened forever ago. So if you don't remember that exact moment, that scene, go and look it up. Also, why was I getting so many like annoying Tom Cruise vibes? Like, I don't know what Cody's process was in acting there, but I know sometimes people like take, at least from what I've heard, like they put themselves into the character, but they also probably had writers explain how the type of person was gonna be. But it gave me this, like, character just gave me. Rewatching now, maybe it's because I rewatched Top Gun Maverick and I know what people are thinking, but I watched it for free on the plane last weekend, and you gotta love Miles Teller. That's all I'm gonna be saying. And you we all we all need Phoenix to get our own spin-off, which is another theme of my my week spin-off idea sequels. If they continue to do, please remember to like subscribe, comment below, gab and go. We will be here next week. Bye guys.